0: Hey guys, welcome to the show that gives you the tools you need to break through into all you were created to be, to live your life full of hope and purpose. I'm Pam Rainey and Jesus Girls, let's find our role. Hey, 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 Jesus Girls. We are so glad that you are with us today. I'm Pam Ramey, and welcome back to Jesus Girl Roar, where we have a super, super great show for you today. You're going to meet an amazing woman and hear her story, which is going to inspire you and fire you up to get busy (laughs) changing the world for Jesus. And But before we meet her, I want to tell you that at the end of today's show, we're going to make a powerful declaration over our lives and over the truths that we're going to be talking about today. And I'm going to share a really cool exercise that is going to strengthen your whole entire lower body and also take some pressure off your back. So stay tuned for that. But right now, i I got to tell you, Jesus girls, I am super excited to introduce you to Victoria Teague. She is the author of three books, uh, Reaching for Life, which is her life story, Finding Heaven in the Midst of Hormonal Hell. You know, I think that sounds like something we, may well, I just need to read that book. And then also Sparkle and Shine, which focuses on the process of coming out of a life of prostitution and stripping, and coming into the body of Christ, and you're going to get to hear about that. And all of these books can be found on Amazon. But right now, without further ado, Victoria. Wow, what an honor it is to have you on Jesus Girl War Roar. Roar. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Pam. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much. Well, I'll
0: tell you, it's it's uh, about two weeks ago I got to hear your testimony at our women's breakthrough ministry night and I knew you had to be on the show so I'm just going to throw this ball over to you and just say could you tell us a little bit about your your ministry and how you got involved in the ministry because you're doing some pretty powerful things on the earth right now.
1: Well thank you yes uh, we are in our 22nd year of ministry <laughs> that's amazing Two too I love that <laughs> yes and we have helped hundreds of ladies transitioning out of uh, the sex industry hmm. and, and or trafficking women dealing with sexual abuse and uh, it's been just such an amazing amazing time of ministry for 22 years. Um, The community has really rallied for us. Mm -hmm. We take bags of love and we go into strip clubs at heavily prostituted areas. We're doing homeless outreaches now. Mm -hmm. And we really just go wherever there's a need, wherever there's a need.
0: When you say we take bags of love, what does What does a bag of love look
1: like? Yes, they are bags that are gifts. The Mm -hmm. Proverbs say a gift opens the way to the heart.
0: Very beautiful. Mm -hmm. And
1: we have found that to be true. We have anything from uh, journals, candles. Um, We do put evangelistic pieces, Mm -hmm. a Bible, or uh, just books about Jesus. Um, Redeeming Love is one of the big books. Uh, That's a lady coming out of prostitution. Hmm. and
0: anything that would grab their hearts. Victoria, what's the name of your ministry?
1: Uh, That's a good question. (laughs) It's Victoria's Friends.
0: So when you say Victoria's Friends, it sounds like you have people who are partnering with you maybe to create these bags. Tell us what that might look like.
1: Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. We are friends, and we invite friends. We invite friends. You're a friend, Jesus girl. Yes. (laughs) and Our whole concept, really our strongest card is mentoring. Mm -hmm. So we go out, we have a hotline card in the bags, and we ask the ladies if they want the resources and they want to transition out Mm -hmm. of that, that they can call us. And then that's where the community, the friends in the community, come Mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. We have... Five six outreach teams running the bags, and oh are these churches or women's groups? They're or? a combination of everything mm-hmm. churches, corporations, rotary clubs. Um, we take donations around the clock, and the bags of love are really the heartbeat that's the, of heartbeat. the ministry. Yes, I
0: remember about four months ago going into one of the strip clubs with what with a friend, uh on behalf of your ministry, and I have to say, Victoria, I was completely blown away by how wonderfully just lavished these bags are. You're not bringing in just some little thing, trinkety thing for these women. You're bringing them something very special, scarves and perfumes and candles and, you know, along with the the reading material, the, you know, God's word and That is so, that is so touching. That is so touching.
1: Yes. And I tell everybody that's donating for the bags, we want things that are considered to be a gift something mm-hmm. that you would receive as a gift it doesn't necessarily have to be expensive but something very heartfelt that's heartfelt so you saw that in the bags i and, certainly did and it really it does open the way to the heart it draws the ladies to us and they're mm-hmm. very interested and you have to remember in this world nothing's for free mm-hmm. so they are always shocked this is a free gift for me i,
0: I remember having that response yes. like this is well how in the world did you get involved? Did you start this ministry? What, why would you find yourself going into, um, heavily prostituted areas and into strip clubs?
1: That is the question I get asked often, <laughs> Pam. So thank you for asking. Yes. Uh, I will back up to my childhood. I was raised in a middle-class home, upper-middle-class home. Mm-hmm. My father was in the airline industry. And we were a, quote, normal, unquote, family going <laughs> about our business. And then the storms of life just blew in from every mm. angle. My sister got sick and died of cancer. Mm. Uh, if you've been around a child, you know, it's, it, cancer is horrible for anyone. Yeah. It's a terrible death. Um, but to watch a child die of cancer. She was nine and died at about 11 and a half. My goodness. And it just destroyed mm-hmm. our family unit. And I'll tell everybody, it's almost like you were in a car accident and everybody's legs were broken and you couldn't get out to help each other. Oh, wow. So we yeah. were holiday Christians. We would go into the church mm-hmm. uh, for Christmas and Easter, and that was about it. So we really didn't have that anchor in Christ to pull us through. Did you
0: have that closeness? That closeness? knit part of your family before this happened with your sister? I would... We
1: were going about our business being Uh a normal family. I wouldn't say that we were not close. Uh, We were loving... But we did not have that depth of Christ. Right.
0: Um, but this was a defining moment. It was definitely. Absolutely a defining moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. When
1: you go through a tragedy, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So And that was not the only tragedy. A year later, I was set up. Um, a teacher at our school had a trailer mm-hmm. and invited us to it for a party where I was drugged and raped. It oh, was a goodness. high school scandal. He oh, was goodness. filming Uh, me and another young lady Mm,
0: mm, mm. and was
1: going to sell it in pornography and the other young lady's what an awful thing she came home very drunk I was so drugged I had to be carried into my home that night Mm -hmm. and, and put in my bed down in the basement and my parents weren't there, but the other young lady came home drunk, and the father said, where have you been? Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, so-and-so's trailer. Police went right over, confiscated the film. Oh. Uh, it was a high school scandal. It was all over. And back during that time, you know, date rape wasn't really coined. Mm-hmm. I'm giving my age away here. That's all right. You know, you would hope it would be an outreach now. But back then, yeah. mm-hmm. we were slapped on the hand as kids in the wrong place. At the wrong time so that was devastating the court case it must have been it, so devastating it was Victoria. horrible okay awful the school did not want my parents to sue mm-hmm. my parents didn't want to sue but the uh, state went after him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was just a high school scandal it was all in the news that's how i lost my virginity it was humiliating mm-hmm. and then after that my grandfather who i was very close to died So I lost my sister, I was raped, a high school scandal in the news, and then I lost my grandfather. I was just like, hey, you know what?
0: You were toast. To heck with it, yeah. You were were toast, and you didn't, so where did you go from there? How did you
1: find hope? I went to alcohol. Mm-hmm. into drugs mm-hmm. was finding my hope in a bottle drinking and you know I was a teenager and started partying and mm-hmm. shifted right into the wrong crowd very quickly um was do- drinking introduced to marijuana mm-hmm. and then introduced to cocaine I loved cocaine mm-hmm. and speed were mm-hmm. my favorites um mm-hmm. met a man who was a drug dealer and mm-hmm. he goes hey I know how you're gonna be famous and like Ding ding. That was a big hook. Like, for me. like, good, let's get famous yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, he goes, you can be famous. You can have all the money you want. You can drive a sports cars. This a double a pig. Way. Yeah, he's
0: such a pig. He, let's go yeah. this way.
1: Mm-hmm. And he introduced me to the strip clubs in metro Atlanta. Hmm. I went in. I was a cute girl. I mean, adorable. Well, sweet. and you still are, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that in oh, there. Oh. <laughs> and uh, went in and won, they do amateur concerts. Contest right. for the newbies that they're trying to groom, uh, and he, so this
0: was a grooming process. Uh, yes,
1: yeah, he rigged it. I won the first one I ever did. And I was like, Woo I'm famous. I've made it. Look yeah. how good you are at this. Mm. You are going to be discovered. Mm. And I was told that movie producers come into the clubs and we were lied to and lied to. And I, you know, long story short, I spent a season of four and a half years uh, dancing and went from this beautiful, you know, young lady to just barely a hundred pounds. Mm drugged out mm. gaunt look and i'll never forget i was dancing at the end of it up on stage and a guy said hey what are you doing mm-hmm. and i said i'm dancing i'm gonna be famous. famous and he said no you're not honey you're a cocaine whore oh. that what did that hit, do to oh, you it oh hit my me goodness. In the gut so yeah. hard and it was Really, looking back on that, now what I didn't mention, I had an aunt that prayed for me my entire life. and <laughs> Evelyn, she's in heaven.
0: Our prayers never go unanswered. Yes. God yes. watches over his word. Here's a great example of it yes. right now. Your aunt prayed for you. This man said a horrible, horrible... <laughs> thing to it, you where did we where did it you go really, from there it jolted me and woke mm-hmm. me up i was mm-hmm. like oh
1: god you know i kind of knew it was the truth i couldn't really wake up and look at myself right. in the mirror anymore and then two weeks later i got fired from the strip club. That is a very low place to be. Cause wow. I was no longer holding the look mm-hmm. and they, again, they're constantly grooming, getting new people in mm-hmm. new people. in. it's all about who's making money for mm-hmm. the club. Mm-hmm. Tips were down. You have to tip everybody out. They were ready to move me on and they did. My goodness. So I went back to my drug dealer. I lived in a drug house mm-hmm. and, uh, He said, you know what? I was having nosebleeds, spontaneous nosebleeds Mm -hmm. from um, inhaling the cocaine that I did so often. Mm -hmm. And he said, you're going to have to get clean. You're going to have to kick. So what we did was kick cold on the bed. They tied you up to a bed at, for 48 hours. And this was at the drug house? They, Oh, my goodness. What his goal mm-hmm. in ke- having me kick was to get me back up and looking better so I could go back in. Right. That's what he thought. But I remember just laying there, and I was sweating. It was like fire ants crawling up and down my spine mm-hmm. and shaking mm-hmm. and sweating. Mm-hmm. And I went through... Everything that had happened in my life, Terry's death um, during
0: the detox, the
1: rape, I was seeing it all. Mm -hmm. And I had unfortunately three abortions while I was in the industry, Mm -hmm. and those were very traumatic for me. And all of a sudden, I was just seeing it all. It was like seeing my life pass before me. My goodness, and um. Finally, he came in and untied me, and I just laid there and. You bed. were still... How,
0: how long were you tied up?
1: For about 48 hours. Um It was horrible. He did bring me ice That's cream. Horrible. It was real bad. That's horrible. He would come in and pour water down my mouth, you know, and just... Horrible. He did bring me ice cream at the end, mm. and I just laid there, and he goes, you need to start smoking some pot and getting some weight on you, mm. and... Um, So I laid around and just felt very depressed, and then I finally, I think you heard it, breakthrough night, finally mustered up uh, the courage to say, hey, if I could figure out how to get my own money, I could get out of here. So I staggered down to a little strip area that had Mm -hmm. offices in it Mm -hmm. and went in. And a lady named Pam Yonker was the accountant (laughs) in the office. And uh, I said, can I clean your office? Mm. And she said she looked up and just saw this gaunt-looking... She didn't know what was going on, but she knew something horrible was going on. Mm. And she goes, yeah, I think so. And uh, so she goes, can you come back? And I said, yes. So she called her husband immediately and said, Ron, we got to help this lady. We got to something so off with this. And I tell everybody, she saved my life. Mm-hmm. They ended up taking me in. <laughs> I know. And, I'm um, thinking about your aunt's
0: prayers right now. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm thinking about your aunt's I, prayers right now.
1: Absolutely. But I tell everybody in the community: if you meet someone mm-hmm. and your gut tells you yeah. something is wrong, please get involved. Get involved. You don't have to take the person in. I mean, I, right. I praise God that Pam did, and that was extreme. But you can call the police. That is. You still. You might save someone's life. She
0: certainly saved your life, and, and you, she. Girl, Wrong,
1: no harm done. But that's if you're right. right.
0: You, yes. we, I, I hear you saying how important it is, Victoria, to listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Yes, because yes. Pam yes. Younger listened to that prompting. Yes, and it saved your life. And now, because. Your life is saved. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other lives are being saved. That's the economy of heaven, right?
1: Yes, yes. So <laughs> it's beautiful. Pam took me in for about a nine month period, nurtured me back to health, introduced me to my husband, Jeff T. Oh. I know. And this was a special year, very special year, because I have two children. Ooh. And my daughter. What are their and I, names? Hannah and Joshua. And my daughter and I went on our first outreach together this year. You did? Yes. Oh. Yes. So it's been a special year. Well, can it,
0: tell us a little bit about that outreach.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Um, first of all, we're we're doing the clubs and homeless outreaches. And there's a lot of crossover because when you find women that are homeless and mm-hmm. are prostituting and doing what they can to make it. Mm-hmm. So we were in Seattle visiting my daughter and uh they have a homeless outreach (laughs) and so hannah invited me to go and she's like don't worry about training mom mom's been doing this for 22 years (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so we went out we went to a homeless encampment which was amazing it was much cleaner than i would even imagine and just talking about god's thumbprint on it uh Sunflower is our favorite flower. Mm-hmm. There was a garden to the right and a sunflower in it. I was like, okay, Hannah, we're supposed to we're be supposed here. We're supposed to be here. So we met, made that. some amazing connections. Mm-hmm. They invited us to stay for dinner, which was very touching. That's yeah, they so all, it was touching. Like a, a little community oh. that they had. And that was all wonderful, and we got to pour in. I gave my book to a man named Victor, which mm-hmm. he really connected with me because my name's Victoria. I said, <laughs> okay. And so then after that we went um, to uh, a Home Depot. There's a street where a lot of them live in mm-hmm. tents mm-hmm. and in their cars. And that's when my world was just absolutely rocked. Really? Yes. How after, how like, was your 22.
0: how was your world? Ro- how did that rock your world I, in a new way?
1: Yes. Um, so we were giving out sandwiches and mm-hmm. drinks and went up the hill just a little bit where there were some tents. And I thought, oh, look, there's someone has cats. I thought it was like kittens around Mm -hmm. the tent. Then a car came by, the car lights on the Mm -hmm. road, and I saw that they were rats. Oh, my goodness. The size of small cats. Oh,
0: my goodness. A
1: lady came walking down from there, and, Mm -hmm. oh, it just broke Mm me, Mm -hmm. broke my heart. Um, That's heartbreaking, yeah. Some of her hair was missing. There was something Mm -hmm. going on with her stomach, rotten Mm -hmm. teeth. I said, would you like something to eat? And she said, yes. Yeah. So she, well, we walked on down to the van, and we gave her something to eat and talked mm-hmm. to her. And then I was swallowing golf balls, Pam. I was just – I after she walked off, I was yeah. in the van welling, mm-hmm. welling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hannah came over, was petting me on the back. She oh. goes, Mom, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you about the rats. I was oh. like, oh. Oh, boy, oh.
0: that's
1: oh. – Oh, but – it was uh, it impacted me so heavily. Um, it was just so special that Hannah and I were together, and how wonderful! Doing this together, how
0: wonderful to be doing outreach with your daughter. Yes. And I'm I'm really excited because we on our next Jesus Girl Roar we get to have your beautiful Hannah on the show, and we get to learn more about the amazing work that she is doing uh, with the homeless in Seattle. So looking I, forward to that. And how great for you to be doing outreach with your daughter. I,
1: I love Doesn't it. Doesn't get
0: any better than that. It. Does it? Yes. She's on fire. She's on yeah. fire. Woo.
1: Makes me feel so happy. I love it.
0: Oh, uh, well, you know, the apple didn't fall far. <laughs> <laughs> thank, right. Thank
1: you. Oh, and it's all God. It is. It's just, you know, I have been given so much, uh, grace and love, and poured into and it's an honor to extend it back and you know i i have to
0: say you truly embody just the love of jesus you really do the the first time i met you i it was like jesus sort of just leaks out of your pores yeah that's that's how i would yeah there's just he just leaks out of your pores and And to get near you, you feel like you feel his love. And I can, you're called to that. You know, there's a, what is that scripture? It's in James, I think it might be one or two, nine, where it says that our calling is to fulfill the royal law of love Mm. as given to us in his word. And that's what I see you doing, Victoria, fulfilling the royal law of love. Is there anything better than that?
1: Mm, Thank you, Pam. Yeah. Yeah. And it was extended to me by the best. um, Pam Yonker, who took me in, Mm -hmm. she's exactly that. Exactly that. that as well.
0: What a story of victory. What a story of victory. You know, I love how the devil does not get the last word in our lives. He does not get it. And so many times, unfortunately, he does. But you know what? In your life, he does not get the last word because you have such a powerful anointing on you. And I love how you have taken, uh, that. how God has taken what the enemy meant to destroy you and destroy you and destroy you and then destroy you again and turn it around and use it for your good and for his glory. And that's what I see. In all over your life and it is so sweet and it is so powerful and i also know that victoria's friends is very actively involved in a horse ranch ministry could you tell us a little bit about the ranch
1: yes we're very excited about this mm-hmm. um, I, I will back up and say we are doing animal assisted therapy as well are with you? dogs oh and horses. how wonderful oh my goodness so in 2020 mm-hmm. with, you know when the pandemic came in everybody's life's changed That i started having some some of the ladies come to my house, and was mentoring one lady who was very, very shut down. And Toby, my pet, a little puppy, mm-hmm. loved up and loved up on her, and I had a tender moment there where she cried for the first time. Oh, and I had been mentoring goodness. her for a long season. With you know, it was very hard when people go through a lot; their hearts. Harden. Yeah. And it's a process. And, you know, the Holy Spirit says. Of killing he will up to that rise. soil again he will of her heart. Yeah, That heart mm-hmm. of stone and give you a heart of flesh in which the spirit may dwell. Well, I saw those first tears come and had the best session with her ever. My goodness. So we had already partnered with Barefoot Ranch and just seeing so many amazing stories with the horses. Um, one lady sometimes will partner with the shelters and they'll bring a bus of the ladies. Oh, how and wonderful. How wonderful. as they were getting off, one of the ladies had been so abused. She just mm. she wouldn't even look you in the eyes. Mm. She was so shut down. Mm. It just hurt my heart. And Darius was bringing the horses out, mm-hmm. and this one horse just literally picked her and went over and like hugged her with his neck and there's like okay this one's yours (laughs) you know and come to find out the horse had been abused that she does a rescue as well so in this season i mean we've had so many special stories that lady was just beaming when she left okay (laughs) she went from no life at all in her eyes to life life
0: Isn't that, Uh, isn't that Jesus?
1: Yes. Does, isn't that the miracle? Yes. That
0: we go from, that we go from no life to life. He brings us back to life. And I just, the scripture reminds me so much of Victoria's Friends. It reminds me so much of your life where he says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord in Isaiah 61 is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and to release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. I look at you and I see a picture of what God meant when he said, I am going to give beauty for your ashes.
1: Oh, I love
0: that. You are beauty. You are thing. beauty in the place of ashes, and I love how you rose from your ashes. Jesus, girls, if Victoria can rise from these ashes, so can you. There is hope, isn't there, yes. Victor? There's hope, right? Yes. Can you speak hope to our Jesus girls right Absolutely. now, a word of hope for them?
1: Absolutely. There is no situation that's too far gone, uh, Nothing that you have done or could do that can block you from the love of Christ. So good. I mean, it moves as far as the east is to the (laughs) west and then some. So, yes. And then my third book, Sparkle and Shine, I talked about... That shame and, you know, being scared coming into the Bride of Christ and not sure about what that's going to be like or if you're even worthy. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, God loves you. He is there for you. (laughs) And he wants you in the Bride of Christ. And he says he will touch every single wound. Every layer layer of mm -hmm. every single wound will be healed. What? was the experience
0: like for you making that transition into the body of Christ
1: It was interesting and I'll say that for the first 10 years mm-hmm. I sat on the pews um as a corporate wife, mm-hmm. what ha- what I didn't share on the show uh, is that Pam introduced me to my husband Jeff Teague, who's in the medical profession. Mm-hmm. So I was a corporate wife, and I was zip mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not sharing a thing. And then I was praying for my son after I had him and rocking him, mm-hmm. and literally an audible voice said, "You must go back for your friends." Oh wow! That is where the name <laughs> Victoria's Friends comes from. Oh my so goodness! So I walk. I, it was ten years into my Christian walk, and I encourage everybody: don't wait ten years, mm-hmm. but you'll know when God mm-hmm. calls you. Um, I walked down the stairs. I said, "Honey, guess what? Jesus wants <laughs> us to go into the strip clubs and talk to the ladies." And he's like, "No, no way. Uh uh-uh. uh, you're not mm-hmm. doing that. You're out of there." And he had to pray about it for two years. Hmm. But when we mentioned it to the church, again now I had been there for ten years trying mm-hmm. to build everything. Um, they were like, Yes, hmm. yes, this is it. So I mean five outreach teams My goodness. rose up immediately. And Isn't that were hitting wonderful. the streets of Atlanta?
0: So during that ten years God was doing a lot of things he, behind the scenes. He was preparing this preparing away he
1: was and preparing i was away. scared and you know there were things that we didn't even tell jeff's sisters mm-hmm. um so she was at an event and they were all talking about victoria's friends and da da and then they said well yeah the founder and they shared some of my story she called us crying saying why didn't y'all tell me everything and jeff's like oh my goodness i I didn't realize we hadn't told my sisters everything. Wow. So we, we hid, you know, large portions of it. Because I think, one, Jeff wanted me to be loved and mm-hmm. protected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it was time, it all it all came out.
0: And what I love so much about that is when darkness hits the light, it loses its power. Yes. So yes. when that darkness finally hit the light, you nice. were able to soar because it yes. wasn't going to able to hold you back anymore. Right.
1: Now, a couple of people had to get used to the mm-hmm. idea cuz we hadn't shared everything but other than that it was really embraced.
0: What a powerful ministry. I love that word, go back and rescue. Mm -hmm. Because really, that's what we're called to do. Right, Victoria? We are called to rescue people, restore people, and release them healed so they can go do the same thing.
1: Yes. We are paving a pathway Mm -hmm. if they want it. But the main thing when we go into the clubs is to let them know that they're loved. Mm -hmm. Just to sit and be there with them, talk to them, Mm -hmm. listen. And many, many times they ask for prayer. Mm And you know so many times they're like nobody hears us, we're not seen, you know we're treated like cattle coming and going, hmm. and hmm. just for you to be there with them hmm. is is huge. there is nothing
0: more powerful than the love of Christ. there just is nothing more powerful and i I think this is a really great. Segue uh, to make our declaration, Victoria. And Jesus, girls, Victoria is going to lead us through this declaration. And these are powerful words for you to declare over yourself because the Bible says in Job 22:28 that when we decree a thing we see that thing established. So what we are decreeing what you are decreeing over yourself right now, you open your mouth, you speak these words because they are power. This is a, you are calling forth this reality in your life because this is who you are. Thank and so you. um Victoria, you're going to lead us through, and we're going to repeat
1: after you. Thank you. And Pam, I love declarations, by the way. And just like when we go into the strip clubs, the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit comes in, and he surrounds the whole area and just... Uh, just permeates it and the the club the people that work there say we love it when you come because the whole countenance (laughs) of the club changes so jesus girls the countenance of any environment you're in whether it's at home in the community in the schools wherever you may be can change that's so good as we do these declarations amen that's a great
0: word victoria great word
1: so pam okay I declare the good work God has started in me. I declare the good work that God has started in me. I am confident he will complete. I am confident he will complete. Because I am in Christ Jesus. Because I am in Christ Jesus. I walk free from shame and condemnation.
0: I walk free from shame and condemnation.
1: I walk in God's irresistible and radical love and grace.
0: I walk in God's irresistible, radical love and grace. I love that declaration. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, girls, I hope you were speaking that over yourself with intention and... It is a powerful declaration. Victoria, what does it mean to you to be a Jesus girl? Wow.
1: <laughs> what a question. <laughs> well, it's everything. He is my everything, my life, my love. Um, and it really, my story is a spiritual rags to riches. Amen. It could have gone so so different mm-hmm. for me. And I had a praying aunt who she led me to the Lord at five in children's church wow. when I would visit her in Alabama. Mm. So that was a seed that was sowed. And yeah. he, when I was at my very worst, he pursued me and and chased chased me down. And I'm so glad because. He's everything. He is. There is so much love in Christ. Uh, he fills my cup full. He's better than any drug, any man, any movie producer, or he's whatever. Our best friend, whatever yeah. you may be ch- chasing down. Fill up on Jesus. Fill he's it. up on he's Jesus. <laughs> and I'm I'm so honored. And so many times I'm just like, oh. I, you know, I'm just so, so honored to be in him and living mm. this life because I really shouldn't be here. Mm. If it hadn't been for Pam and her grace, God's love, I wouldn't wouldn't be here. I would have died in it.
0: And he made a way. Yes. I love the scripture where he says he levels the mountains and he elevates the valleys and he makes the crooked ways straight, and that's what he did for you. Yes. You thought you were going to go in and, and clean her office, but God had different plans for you, right? (laughs) He saw a whole ministry. He saw you going in and rescuing hundreds and hundreds of women. And it has been just such an an honor to hear your story. Um, Before we head out today, we are going to talk about doing... uh, an exercise that will strengthen your entire lower body, and it will also take some pressure off of your back, and it's called a squat. Have you ever heard of a s- squat before? Yes, I have. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you something. <laughs> well, first of all, let's talk about what/how to do a proper squat because if you don't do it right, you can kind of mess with your knees a little bit. So, if you to practice a squat, if you sit at the very edge of a chair, put your feet flat on the floor. Your ankles are under your knees. And if you put your hands on your thighs, just stand up, just stand up. So, so you're on the edge of your chair. There you go. You just stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Victoria's doing it right now. Come on, girl. Okay. So now when you sit down, if you don't sit all the way on your chair, now see if you can do that. So sit up and then, oh, she's great. Yeah. So there's your squat. So yeah you you want your knees to be over or behind your toes they need your knees need to be behind be behind your toes but here's the other thing it takes some pressure off of your low back, it strengthens the muscles in the front of your thighs and i'm going to tell you something else girls about doing a squat it's not if it's when there will come a time where you just need to know how to squat that's all I 'm going to say okay <laughs> We need to know how to squat. We're all going to run in to that little porta potty we're not too excited about, right? So you got to keep those muscles strong. So there's my encouragement to learn your squat. And, um. And every time we get together, Jesus girls, we're finding new ways to, to really harness that roar that Jesus has put on the inside of us. That overcoming spirit that we have authority. And today, Victoria has taught us through her amazing testimony and what she's, what God has her doing on the earth, that we come into agreement with the word of God, that God does go before us, that we do, that we are, that he started a good work in us and he's going to complete that good work in us and that his radical love and grace, it is irresistible. It's irre- it's irresistible isn't it Victoria?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: We love you. Jesus is crazy about you and we can't wait to be with you next time. On Jesus girl. Roar. Thanks so much for being here Victoria T. <laughs>